Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. Money FM 89.3, it is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danka together with Ziaul Raushan. How have you been, my friend? I've been well, Elliot. I've been well. Missing in action past couple of days, but glad to be back. Yes, and I'm glad we can finally do this because uh, today we're going to play a very special game. It's called Would You Rather uh, with a bunch of fans. Uh, So we'll give them scenarios and they will give us their opinion on which one of these scenarios they'd rather have. But for the Arsenal fans, we're leaving them out with good intention because I think as far as Arsenal fans go, they just uh, hope to win the league. Would they rather? Well, they'd rather win the league. I mean, I'm glad you clarified it because clearly Arsenal get, have got a lot on their plate at the moment. So we'll let them be and we'll focus on the other team, shall we? Yeah, I tried to get a friend of mine who's an Arsenal fan to get involved. And she said that she's so superstitious that the other day, in fact, a couple of weeks ago, uh, she received a Spurs ballpoint pen as a gift. And then Spurs drew two matches in a row. So, no, <laughs> she's not speaking to us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a couple of scenarios uh, that we're going to play. So, uh, like I said, and, and, and we'll give our take, right? So, uh, we speak to Liverpool fans, United fans, Chelsea fans, as well as City fans. Believe it or not, there are City fans. Um, and, and we'll give them those scenarios. Yeah, exciting because football fans tend to be a fickle-minded bunch. So when put under the spot, would you rather? I'm quite curious to know what the answers came up with. Yeah, Uh, let's start off uh, with the club that probably has the least to gain this season. And that's a certain Chelsea football club who are out of the Champions League as well. Yeah, they've had massive troubles. I mean, we exiting from the Champions League and under Lampard, who was supposed to give that new manager bounce, they still haven't found it. They've lost four matches in a row now. It's worrying times for Chelsea and it just seems every week things get murkier for them. So for their sake, I hope they sort it out soon. Yeah. So I spoke to uh, uh, someone who I know is very passionate about Chelsea Football Club uh, and he's a contributor here on Money FM 89.3. He's David Kaur, the co-founder of The Smart Investor. And the question I asked was, would you rather uh, get into Europe because mathematically they can still get into Europe or and keep Frank Lampard or um, get Zidane Zidane next year? Here's what he had to say. Oh, Zinedine Zidane any time, yeah. He, he is by far, I think, um, more iconic. He's probably more uh, strategic, and uh, he certainly won uh, a lot more trophies than Frank Lampard, and he's a winner. I would love to see him do a headbutt uh, at Stamford Bridge one day. Who he will headbutt, I have no <laughs> idea, but I'm looking forward to another headbutt. So, it will uh, help to revive uh, the fans belief in the club. If he had to headbutt a rival manager, which rival <laughs> manager you want him to headbutt? <laughs> uh, Jurgen Klopp, definitely. I love how he zoomed in on Jurgen Klopp as the one who needed the headbutt. My money would be on Todd Woley getting the headbutt if he doesn't get the next appointment right, right? Like, look, it's a fair question. Do they want to get into Europe or try and focus on next season and consolidate and push towards next season? I, I can understand why Zidane is the previous... Pre- preferred choice, I beg your pardon, purely because Frank Lampard has not had any sort of impact. But I stand by Maurizio Pochettino being the preferred choice, purely because there is talent in that Chelsea squad. I'm not sure if Zidane has the tactical acumen to execute what Chelsea need at this point. Okay, uh, let's move on to talk about another club that, uh, again, don't have much to play for this season, but 
a lot of talk surrounding their midfield situation. Uh, did you see Trent Alexander-Arnold in midfield? Quite some highlights of him playing in midfield. I think he's played in midfield for the past two games and they've gone on about how he's a liability when defending at right back and it's his range of passing that really catches the eye, right? So perhaps Jürgen Klopp has uncovered something that could perhaps mean well for Trent Alexander-Arnold's career as well as for his England career because mm. we know Gareth Southgate does not rate him as a right-back for England. So perhaps he can offer something different in midfield. And judging by the two performances, I think I think he's quite adept at that position. Yeah. So I asked a Liverpool fan. Uh, his name is Ivan Lim. Uh, he does events. Uh, I've known him for a couple of years. And I asked him, would you rather Liverpool this summer sign three midfielders or one Jude Bellingham? Here's what he had to say. My take is pretty straightforward. There's no questions about it. I think Jude Bellingham will fill up the missing gap in Liverpool's current midfield situation. What do you think? In the last transfer window, they blew their budget on Darwin Nunes when they should have split their money across various different positions across their team. And you can see it's affected them this season. So I think they would have learned from that not to blow their budget, especially if someone like Jude Bellingham, yes, supremely talented, yes, exciting young player, but the prices that are being quoted are quite crazy at this point, right? They're talking yeah. 130 to 150 million. And we know the climate, no club, unless you're Chelsea or Man City, of course, has an endless pocket of money. If your budget is 200 million to blow, more than half of it on one player does not make financial sense, especially when you consider Liverpool need strengthening in more than one position and they need some warm bodies. So I think to put all your eggs in a Jude Bellingham basket would be very risky for Liverpool. Yeah, all right. So Danny Lung, who is the CEO of Timber Group, wants Liverpool to emphasise on something else other than Jude Bellingham. Have a listen. I'd rather Liverpool focus on getting three midfielders and even other positions in the, uh, in the game. But uh, why? Because I think, uh, you know, Liverpool, for me, is all about building the team. It's all about being a uh, teamwork, right? And... Uh, kind of finding the undiscovered uh, talents out there, some younger players, maybe some players about to, you know, go to the next level. So uh, I, I, I trust that uh, Klopp has a good eye and of course, the, you know, management has a good eye for this kind of talent. So rather focus on getting more uh, players rather than just one person. Uh, that's the philosophy I've always believed that Liverpool holds, you know, to give people a chance, people like Mo Salah, people like, you know, Mane, they're all given a chance and they, they blossom. I like what Danny has to say there, focus more on the team. But I think, right, you should put all your eggs into the Jude Bellingham basket just to play devil's advocate here. Then you play Jude Bellingham, who's only 19, and Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's like, what, 21, 22, in the midfield. That's your midfield for the next 10 years. Okay, why? Yeah, it, it is, it is. But you need, what if one of them is injured? Then you're not, you know, stockpiling enough to cover yourself over a long season. And a club like Liverpool are going to be involved in plenty of games, right? More than just 38 games in the league. So they need strength in depth. And I think that's where perhaps the thinking of having more players, quantity over quality, holds through. But perhaps signing Sadio, uh, Sadio Mane again from Bayern Munich might be an option purely because he's not having the yeah. best of time at Bayern. He obviously loves Liverpool very much. Perhaps there's some nostalgia that can be rekindled there. Look, there are big problems for Liverpool. I think it needs to be addressed and that will come in the form of signing a few players to refresh the squad, which possibly should have been done a couple of seasons ago. You know, talking about putting all the eggs in one basket, uh, I thought that this was going to be the situation for Manchester United, right? Signing a world-class striker for next year, cover for Rashford and Rashford can play on the left, whatever it may be. Uh, but judging from this morning's Europa League conversation, uh, maybe I should have changed the question. 
Yeah, judging by what happened uh, overnight against Sevilla, I think we talk, we should be talking about selling players rather than yeah. buying players because, boy, are there a few players who didn't cover themselves in glory at all last night. Oh, no, we're giving away free players. Uh, Harry Maguire is <laughs> top of the list. <laughs> you, you take score like, goals you take, for you. you. Okay, but seriously, we asked the question, um, should United sign Harry Kane or Victor Osimhen? Uh, and I spoke to Alvin Tan, who's a Manchester United fan. Harry Kane or... Victor Osimhen. Mm, this is a tough one. Um, Harry's got the years of experience behind him. He's got the skill. He's got the the presence. Um, Victor has got um, the go get them situation. If United were to pick, I would rather pick Victor for his age. Um, he's twenty four. Kane is thirty. Um, I'm not sure how many more years Kane can give us uh, but I'm very sure that if Victor would work, it, work out with Rashford I think they've got a very good pairing um, and they've got years ahead of them uh, and it would be a match made in heaven if we've got two of the best in the, in the world right now playing on the same team I think that would be the ultimate goal and ultimate situation yeah, I would love that as well. I think when he means Osimhen and Rashford in the same team, yeah. I think this, the pace you're talking about is quite scary, right, in terms of what they can offer. But I feel like Harry Kane would give you immediate success, an immediate mm. shot up your arm, and he will come with that proven pedigree of scoring for fun in the Premier League. I mean, just look at his numbers over the past couple of seasons. Spurs haven't always hit the heights they usually do, but then he's still a bona fide goal scorer, easily gets you... 20 goals a season. I think he's done everything he has to at Spurs. It's time for him to seek a new adventure. So he will come with the pedigree of being Spurs captain, England captain, Spurs all-time top scorer, England's all-time top scorer. It's just proven rather than with Ossiman who will come and need time to adapt to a new league. We've seen the likes of Anthony and Sancho struggle to come to grips with the Premier League when arriving from foreign countries. So perhaps I prefer the hurricane option just for more immediate success. But in an ideal world, Manchester United get Qatari investment and sign both, right? Then we are covered for the present as well as the future. Hey, don't say so loudly, okay, Raushan. Todd Boli might be listening. <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you what, uh, we have some fun, some really good fun with the Manchester City fans. And I found uh, two of them. Uh, one of them is an old school mate of mine, okay? And and I need to I need to vouch for him because there are a lot of fair weather fans out there. Now, uh, this guy has been a City fan since secondary school. The fun we have is we ask the question, would you rather... <laughs> And this is from Husnol, right? Would you rather win the Champions League this season or the Premier League? You can only choose one. Which one, Husnol? Um, as a City fan, I would think the Premier League would be more important. Even though uh, everyone says Pep should win the Champions League with City. But at the end of the day, I think the Premier League is something that what most City fans would want. You know, this guy loves City so much. I remember back in school, he would always talk about one of his favourite City players, Jojo Kinklatsi. Yes, uh, I'm taking you really back there. (laughs) Wow, I mean, that that shows how long he's supported City, right? So it's understandable that he's gunning for the Premier League because that 
to his point, it shows that you're the best in your country, best in class, right? And mm. with the title race they've had with Arsenal this year, it'll be some story if they come back from the back just to win it over Arsenal. And, and I was speaking to Husnul like uh, over WhatsApp after he sent over the clip, right? He was saying that at the end of the day, you want to chalk up as many Premier League titles as your rival. Yeah, I think that's very, very true, especially when you're keeping count in terms of how mm. many Manchester United have won, how many the likes of Arsenal, Liverpool have won in recent years as well. You want to build some pedigree for your club. But I don't know if Guardiola agrees because I feel his eyes are firmly on that Champions League prize, one that has evaded him for so long since he was at Barcelona. Mm. Okay, I, I speak to uh, another fan. Uh, his name is uh, Ryan Crinchfield. Um, and this guy is very passionate. From young, has been supporting City. His father, his grandfather both support City. I think his grandfather is at just about every City game. So that's wow. how passionate uh, he is. Problem is, I had to get through to him through his wife. And his wife told me he'll only give you an answer after the City Bayern game because uh, superstitious. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, very typical, right? This is what he had to say. Champions League or Premier League? I would rather win the Premier League because the Premier League season is over 38 games and generally the best team always wins the league. Whereas the Champions League is a cup competition. So sometimes weak teams win it like Chelsea in 2021 or Liverpool in 2005. The target for me always each season is to win the league. The Champions League would be a bonus. For me, the Premier League is the higher honour because that is a true sign of who has been the best team over a season. Does Ryan sound like he works professionally for Sky Sports or what? He does, he does. He certainly does because he balances out his yeah. argument quite well. But I don't know if I agree with him though. I feel, like, I feel like, yes, the Premier League is your bread and butter. You are expected to win it, especially with the outlay that City put out with, in terms of transfer signings. But the Champions League has evaded them for so long. They've had so many heartbreaks. They've signed Haaland not just to dominate in England. They signed Haaland to dominate in Europe. Unfortunately for them, Real Madrid stand in the way in yeah. the semi-final of that Champions League dream, right? We saw Guardiola reach the Champions League final a couple of years ago with uh, with a lesser team, shall we say, and he went up against Chelsea and then he went on to overthink and lose that final. I think those things will fuel the fire for Guardiola to get this City team over the hump and I think everybody is in agreement that City are the best team in England in terms of football they play, in terms of their patterns of play. But in terms of dominating Europe, I think that will push City to a different stratosphere. Mm. And I think that's why Guardiola will be wanting that more than ever. But hey, my biggest worry at this point is that City are going to do the treble because mathematically they can do the league. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing good football. They're likely to win the Champions League if they can get past Real Madrid. And then the FA Cup, it's only Sheffield United who stand in their way in the semi-finals and then whoever faces them at Wembley in the final. Uh, Ryan says that uh, if uh, City do make it to the final, he's flying to Istanbul, to which his wife gave him a look. I'll leave it at that. Uh, Raushan, it's now time for you to play Would You Rather. I've saved the worst question for you. <laughs> this is going to catch me by surprise, it but is. sure, I'm up for it. Would you rather... As the owner of your beloved Manchester United, be the Glazers, Daniel Levy, or Todd Bowley. Please oh, pick wow. one. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's that's three very difficult choices <laughs> and you truly did save the hardest one for me, right? Uh, I'm going to have to go on a whim and say Daniel Levy here purely because... With the Glazers, we know how much hate it comes with. I, I don't want to be associated with the Glazers in any way. Todd Bowley at this point just looks scattergun, just looks like he doesn't have a plan. Daniel Levy, at least, whatever you want to say about him being a miser, difficult to negotiate with, he's given Tottenham a brand new stadium, the best in the world. He's given them the facilities. They've 
punched above their weight with a very modest squad in years gone by. And at least there's some form of tangible progress or success for a club like Spurs, as opposed to the other two choices you gave me. So definitely Daniel Levy for me. What about you? Actually, I would choose stop bowling, you know. Oh, wow. Why? Just sign anyone. So you can be friends with James Gordon. Yeah, it? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.